0: Alright, everybody. Welcome back to All Opinions, No Facts, where two idiots talk about their opinions. Once again, I'm Preston. I'm Brennan. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to go, boom! We're lying. Yeah, I nailed it. We're lying. Yeah. Alright, so that last episode got a little intense. We kind of went off track, kind of went all over the place. I that's liked fantastic. It fantastic. It was a lot of fun. We had some issues with the audio. Uh, I guess that's what happens from using a five-year-old shitty Costco laptop. But, you know, now we're using an Alienware, so hopefully things will work out better this time.
1: Here's the best quality equipment we have. Yes. We do this with a high budget. Yes. Zero dollars. Correct.
0: Uh, free audio mixing equipment. No actual mic, just the, you know, laptop installed mic. And no facts. Yeah, and no facts. None of those <laughs> <are> needed.
1: <laughs> No, I thought last episode was pretty great for a first episode of yeah. talking through things. And this is what we want to give you guys a scope of, like, we go into multiple topics, subject matters, and it will change within two minutes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, I'm very bad at staying on topic and very good at veering off into random
1: tangents. Just call me uh, Preston Simpson.
0: That's right. Grand,
1: grandpa Simpson. Anyway. Yeah, no, I think uh, this is where we really connected, like, at... Uh, work right is i feel like we every day we talked about something different and this is how we started building our dialogue amongst each other right is we started challenging each other talking about things researching things the trip to cabo didn't hurt the trip to cabo we went to cabo for i think 48 hours it was
0: yeah definitely not long enough
1: it was a a good time it was a good time um
0: drank a lot had some fun, hung out with the other co-workers that we were friends with. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. A lot of walking. Yeah, it was hot as fuck. It was, I think it was June or July. Yeah. It was definitely one of those two, and it was, you know, Cabo, so it was like 100 degrees
1: outside. Like a half-mile hike just to the bus stop. I've crazy. never been so targeted in my life. I think, I I don't, I don't, I don't, but I got offered, like, cocaine, like, oh. three, five cents. <laughs> like, there was literally five, uh, four bucks, five bucks. Four, Four of us. Yeah. Four of us. But these individuals always came to me and asked me, yayo, yayo, cocaine, whatever. It's like, why me? Why are you? What about these other guys? What do I... Why... I don't understand. What do I look like?
0: Yeah, they were like, that guy looks like the one who really wants to screw up his life. Let's target him. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: Or maybe they thought you already had. I don't know.
1: Uh, that's brutal uh actually uh, we left that Sunday and we were at that one beach I don't remember the name of the beach but if you remember I don't know if you knew this but I did know hours after we left there was a shooting there was a mass shooting yeah
0: it was crazy it was uh I don't know much about it I remember finding out about it after we got back into the states and I don't know I wasn't as scared as I probably should have been but it was very fascinating. It was right where we were, and it was that same weekend. It was crazy. Hours it was after, literally really hours after. Hours. Yeah. That. So, um, that was. I don't know if Cabo's still having trouble with uh that kind of thing, but they were definitely having
1: troubles in 2017. So was that 2017? Uh, yeah, there was there was other problems. There was other shootings as well. Yeah, I heard. I think afterwards, I think we found out that actually Cabo and we since learned. They're having a huge drug war and different cartels or whatever. Yeah. It was a big deal. Thank goodness we're back in the United States where mass shootings don't happen. Huh? Sorry, I'm kidding. Sarcasm. sarcasm. Bringing out really the sarcasm. sarcasm. Really Ooh. I apologize, everyone. Uh, you know, I think uh, just don't do cocaine in Mexico and you're good. <laughs> That's what I learned. But if you want to. It's but really if you want to. to get some. They, they, they come to
0: me. Um, so actually, cocaine is something that I'm glad I never did. I always thought it would be too.
1: too I, I knew I would like it
0: too much. Yeah. So I that. was always able to avoid that shit.
1: Yeah, me too. I I I, I drink coffee instead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hear it's the same, the same buzz, but I don't know. Uh, so why we were talking about um, like spirituality last time? Yeah. What is uh what what's your view on the whole thing? I know you talked about how you yeah so, so you, I, you think religion is really important for guiding society um, I what are your like what's your personal experience been spiritually
1: yeah so I, I grew up in a Christian household um, but it was very like uh pretty lax I didn't have the the uh, parent parental confines like you did wow yeah. um, but my mom has definitely been the spiritual body of our family um the 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 lead let's say and I would say my 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 parents friends they they're all Christian mm-hmm. so I grew up in a very like uh, you know you could live your life but be a man of faith and so I definitely believe that I definitely uh, to this day I believe in God and I believe in but I my biggest thing is I don't believe in organized religion right because it's you know made by man and corrupted by man or maintained by man and corrupted by man. That's where, for yeah, me, definitely. I'm very like, okay, God and I have a personal relationship. That's kind of how I grew up. I don't need to go to someone else to yeah. do, a, do a confession or, you know, be closer to God. I definitely right. don't believe that. Uh, yeah, I believe uh, at the end of the day, in college, I took uh, world religions for two semesters, and it's great learned a lot
0: too. did it go over all the big all the major ones yeah and Hinduism correct. Islam Buddhism I assume mm-hmm. and the origins of that so you I know I actually it. would like to find out more about those religions I, I'm actually interested but there's just so much I want to know it's not on it's not high on the list
1: <laughs> I saw a list of books you want to read yeah though. it's great you, you, yeah, yeah one per day I think <laughs> is your pace to catch up not you yeah um, no and I, I but I've learned that all, at the end of the day the golden rule matters, right? Right. Treat others how you want to be treated, do the right thing. I believe in karma. I believe in like just being a good person. Like I believe if you whether it's Jesus, Muhammad, whatever it is, the bottom line is be what you the best version you could be, beyond yourself. Right. And think for other people. Don't just be self-absorbed and self-serving and you right. know. So the tenth the the tenant tenants tenants. Thank you. Woo. Yeah, uh, you just that is. That's right. Tenets of religion around the world are pretty much all the same. Right. It's then in turn how people interpret it, frame it for the generation, right. or their outcome or their motive. Right. You know, and that's where it gets a uh, little dicey. Right. Throughout the. Uh, Hundreds of years. Not to mention
0: throw in some definite mental illness on occasion, and you get get the huge variety of religions we have today. What? Mental illness? What? What? Yeah, right? I mean, because there was definitely never a holy person that was crazy. That's crazy talk.
1: Oh, I see. I see the origins of... Well, I mean, hey, to this day, we have all these leaders. You know, America is built off sales and marketing now, right? Right. So anyone that talks with inspiration or motive or, you know... They get followers. Everyone, everyone's trying to be a deity in America today, right? Hmm. I never thought of it like that. Well, think about it, right? I suppose so, especially with the whole social media culture. Yeah.
0: And, Like becoming idols, and you know, everyone wants to be a celebrity because I guess that's how you succeed or
1: something. I don't know. Yeah, like measured by followers. Right. I mean, we what do we have? Like two million now? Uh, oh yeah, I at least I think it's that's crazy. Yeah, it just and so blew up. But I, I think overall, right? We uh, you know. I love talking to people and asking people, "Hey, what do you what do you like about this leader or president or whatever? What at, what attributes of the character do you like?" You mean specifically when you're talking to supporters of that president, that president or, or leaders president or leader? What 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 do we love most in America? We love good looks, we love charisma, and we love motivational talk and power. Well, no. Well, we like power, but I'm saying, what are leaders? Well, we look, we
0: look up to people, oh, maybe authority. We look up to people with,
1: with, that we presume have authority. Yeah. And then how do they have, you know, it's like going to these stats. If you have you heard these stats? Like, I think it's like 95% of CEOs are male and over six foot. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, when and, it's like. Uh, 50% of them are named John. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I didn't have a chance. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it, it's funny how we perceive power success. And ha what we align with why they're that way. Like, no, I'm sorry. Why why do we think that way? Why why do just because someone can talk with charisma, but they're just talking bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. We're like, oh that sounds great.
0: I like the way we're yeah, it's like I like the
1: way you're saying well, like instead what you're, of I like what you're saying. Yeah exactly we get caught up in the antics more than anything last episode you mentioned Alex Jones which I agree with you he is a pretty smart guy and he's been exposed to a lot of high level stuff and he's actually pretty entertaining to watch but that's the thing we like entertainment more than we like intellect I know and that's that's the scary part that is the scary part vote for me (laughs) Uh. right in right in right in Uh, you know, I'm 35 this year, so 2020 here. Oh, hey, okay, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's the requirement. That's the requirement. Yeah, I think I was born here. Um, <laughs> just joking. Uh, yeah, no, I think. Uh, yeah, Cabo, man, that was a good time. That was a good time. God, yeah, good what time. did we do? We basically ate a bunch of
0: tacos. We
1: went on a random drank walk. Drink some money.
0: Drink some money, alcohol. <laughs> oh yeah, we had that. Uh, didn't we do like pub trivia at? Correct. Uh, some club and then. The guy like sit on the table and poured shots into our, or poured mixed drink into our mouths. Exactly. Oh man, I, I should have just gone for it, but I was like, I don't want to get trashed up.
1: Yeah, that was, actually none of us got trashed up. I mean, we really didn't get too, like no one, Jason, man, he was off the hook. Yeah, totally. I I mean, that that guy was crazy. He had to go home, go back to the hotel early. We're getting Jason on the podcast. He's coming on the podcast. Yeah, totally. That'd be
0: cool. Next time he comes by. So I guess
1: next year for Comic-Con. Jason lives in Colorado now. He left us. Yeah, traitor. And so we get him on the phone. We know why he went there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: it was, it was right after they legalized that shit. Ironically, right before they legalized it here.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, spirituality, man. I, you know, I definitely, I definitely am secular in this. I think at this point in time I'm pretty open where everyone has their own belief system. But at the end of the day, I believe in the tenets of, like, don't harm others, don't be a dick, you know, yeah, there's actually a t shirt that I want that's just a picture of Jesus and it says, Don't be a dick under it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what I want. I did. And I actually live the life of, like, um, uh, What would Jesus do? I like that mentality. Because who did Jesus hang out with? Twelve dudes. That's my kind of man. <laughs> Is that a, that's a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who did he hang out with? Horse? Uh, Horse? Uh, Prostitutes? Yeah, you hang out with like, yeah, the lower echelon of society. Oh, okay. You know, like, everyone in America today is, like, always trying to hang out with success only. Right. Like, align themselves with success. With, like, well, these, I mean, the, which the I, whole... Go ahead. Uh, no, sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted. No, I just think it's a, a, you know, the whole what would Jesus do mentality, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you're, you're right about um people trying to hang out with success. I mean, about
0: people trying to hang out with success. Like, the whole self-help culture, I mean, one of the one of the tenets of self-help is to surround yourself with people who are successful. Yeah. And it's like, network, uh, network, like I always, network. yeah, like I've always had a hard time with networking and with like surrounding myself with people who are successful, that whole idea. I mean, I, I'm starting to realize that it's, I need to get like a mentor. And I need to really confide in someone who knows the kinds of things I'm trying to learn, but I always have a hard time with that. Like networking, I think I feel like it's just using people.
1: Yeah, I think this and is one of the things. All, it feels like
0: inauthentic and phony. and just,
1: I, I can't stomach
0: it. I just can't do it.
1: Yeah, again, Preston and I met in the corporate world, and uh, and uh, we definitely have different styles and different ways. I'm a pretty social guy. You're kind of semi-social or Yeah, I'm an introvert, so I
0: basically want to be by myself until I don't anymore, and then I really need to be around people, and then I really need to be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like.
1: Whereas I'm kind of like the sweet flowing, like, "Hey everybody!" Yeah, yeah, you're just like the, "Hey, want to hang
0: out this weekend?" Oh, I'm up in Riverside, or I'm up in LA, or I'm up in Orange County. It's like Jesus Christ, like this dude's never
1: home. Yeah, it's true, but like, but I'm learning now at 35 years old. In retrospect, and in, in my life, you know, professionally too, it's I've built networks, but I've never intentionally go and met someone. To get something out of them. Right. To, oh, he's a lawyer, he's this, and I'm going to do this. Like, I've never been that, I guess, strategic, you could say, or selfish. I, I would call it selfish, with strategic. strategic. Um, but I, I I see it now, in especially in the corporate world and the world around us. Like, this is what people do. Right. This is, a, this is the game, and it's how the game is played. Right. It's just how do I, how do I, how do I carve my, you know, do I, yeah, and but I, never, I, you know, I, never I lean on you a lot. I mean, I lean on you. I've learned a lot from you and a lot of different technical data science type stuff. But I don't think I've used you in that respect.
0: No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't feel that way. Uh, my problem is that whenever I try and do that and try and like, meet someone or network, quote-unquote, uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm using the person, which I totally am. I mean, that's the same reason why I feel weird talking to girls. I just feel like I'm using them because I am. I only, I'm only talking to you because I want to get in your pants. That's I have the one reason. motive. Like, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as I get my rock off, I do not care about you at all. So
1: it's like, I guess that's why I have a really hard time talking to women. Um, but at the same time though, whereas I'm like, I'm on the other spectrum. It's like, I just want to be your friend. Yeah. Like, hey, give me a hug. And like, are you hitting on me? You uh, like, yeah, like you, I don't know if I'm you like volunteer
0: idea. for the friend zone. <laughs> you know I do like. like right from the get-go.
1: <laughs> but you know, there's
0: something about the whole non-threatening uh, gay bestie type vibe. You know,
1: some girls get look. drunk and then in, in you go. So, you know. Sorry, that's, half, I, my, I mean, half my relationship. <laughs> and actually that's kinda of true. Um, yeah. I would say half my relationships are, you know, they evolve from friendships. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never actively dated at an aggressive level.
0: And I've never done that. I've only ever dated people that I wasn't friends with before. And so I want to try being a friend and then dating someone. I feel like that might make a better relationship. But
1: maybe For the I record, we're both single well no. I'm sure anyway. I'm, but I'm single.
0: I am not. I am actually in a That's relationship life.
1: with a guy. So I'm bisexual.
0: Um, mostly date. Actually, exclusively date guys because I'm
1: too lazy to date women. Yeah, but, let's talk about this because I think this, this is this a great theory actually. I didn't. I learned that you. I learned that you were bisexual. I don't know a year ago or something, but you told me I'm too lazy to date women. Yeah. Let's talk through this because I think wow, like, is this a thing? Like, why? What is it?
0: I I don't think anybody. Give it's me the, me. I've never give me the distinction. Else never say that.
1: Give me the distinction between why is in your experience why is it easier to date a man over a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um. I
0: can say a lot of things that will just sound horribly offensive. I mean, women are crazy and guys aren't, um, but I I know that's not true because I'm crazy. Um, basically I like saying something and then having what I said be understood exactly as I said it. Yeah. Rather than whatever the hell women hear when you say something to them. Um, I like, hearing what is said to me and knowing that what it was said to me is what was meant and not having to try and figure out the code.
1: Mm, the also, code. The code, I like,
0: yeah. I like not having to wear a condom. What you really meant. Yeah, exactly. Not wearing a condom, I have, yeah. I like not having to wear a condom because, you know, I mean, I've had unprotected sex hundreds of times, never had a pregnancy scare. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> but you can do that with women too. Uh-huh. Just date older women.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: <laughs> so date
0: postmenopausal women. Uh, well, I have heard that they're great in bed, but no. Nah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I
1: yeah. So I just. Why did you find? I like yourself- hanging out with the guys. Why do you define yourself as lazy? As to me, yeah, I don't. I don't see you as lazy at all.
0: Um, I guess because I have the 100% of the view. I mean, you know, when I, you know, how your own
1: opinions of yourself are different from how other people view you. All right, right? What is the, what the thing in psychology, right? How I mean, you perceive yourself, yeah. how others perceive you, right. and That's how you want to matter. be perceived. Right, yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard that. I don't remember. I forget what it's called, but yeah, that, I definitely believe that for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so I want to be perceived as a sexy, not bald, um... It is prime man who can fuck the shit out of you and, like, leave you gasping for breath. <laughs> but I am perceived – I used to be, think I was perceived as, like, harmless. But now I'm starting to get into the age where I'm, like, the creepy bald guy so, <laughs> who stares at <laughs> women at the at the beach and men at the beach.
1: So, Which brings me to a funny story because I think we really solidified doing the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we met at a local bar called The Cow Shed. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a woman's slave. Twins. Twin girls. It it was it was a twenty first birthday. And we literally sat in a booth, like the old guys, just watching this event go down going, Oh, this is awkward. Yeah, it was funny. But it was fun. It was a dive bar, so it was really weird that there was twenty
0: one year old twins uh, who had their birthday party at a dive bar. Their mom was there. I think their dad was there yeah, as well. Was, uh, I mean, that was cool. Like, I can't even imagine, like, drinking beers and have, taking shots with my mom. I couldn't even, like, that would be weird. Because um, as my parents are very religious, they don't even drink coffee, much less alcohol. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think that would be fun, but I think it would also be really awkward. Because once you got drunk, you might say things to your parents that you
1: probably didn't want to say. True. I mean? True. Uh, I've had the fortune of drinking my mom and my uh Parents, yeah, I think it's a bonding thing. I grew up in the mentality of like it's a rite of passage type of mentality, like drinking. Uh, actually, a little kudos. Uh, uh, I'm really happy we're doing this podcast. And actually, uh, my best friend, my uncle, who passed away actually five years ago, coming uh, on the 31st. So, it's so a little tribute to Uncle Blair and uh, the guy that got me drunk at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving that's right I remember uh, he uh, used to drink these uh, These. Uh, what's it called still reserves 2-11 two, two is that a beer it's like a malt liquor okay. no, it's like a beer. it is a beer but it's like a, what they call them a malt whatever a malt liquor Yeah, is that what it's called yeah. yeah so I remember he would tell me like in high school if you could drink this and stay awake We'll have a great conversation there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well that sounds like a game. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Brennan sleeping in the corner. Uh, yeah, so Uncle Blair, this podcast for you, buddy. All right. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, perception, man, it's uh wait, I'm thirty five, you're thirty four. Thirty four. Thirty four, yes. Yeah, so I always really, have to
0: remember now, I think. I think about it so rarely that I always have to, like, sometimes I have to do the math in my head, which is crazy. I never thought that would happen. <laughs> you know, I always used to know exactly how old I was. But now there's nothing to look forward to, so, except, I guess. Oh, death. come on, dad. Well, no, there's
1: no age to look forward to. Is that no age? Turning 40 doesn't excite you? Why would it? <laughs> I
0: don't even like celebrating my birthday, really.
1: Uh, I, you know, I'm really kind of bummed. I'm 35. This year has been interesting for me, um, but I wish I did more for my thirty fifth birthday because so I think it's a monumental one. What did you do? I don't think I did anything. Oh, is it? Why is it monumental? I don't know. It's just like, oh god, you're five years away from forty, you're still here. All right. <laughs> like I don't know. I just felt like it was just like a. It actually hit me hard. Like, oh god, this is like a real thing. Like, fuck.
0: I think you're at the. You're at like the first the. The
1: beginning of the era of midlife crises, maybe? I'm definitely in midlife crisis. Yeah. I'm like in full effect. Actually, you kind of said this to me earlier. Like, eh, you may be drinking a little too much. I'm like, eh, I kind of have because I've had a little downtime. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's my only vice. So, but uh, again, this is why I kind of admire you. You're really good at um, moderation. Is that a good way to say this? Mm-hmm. Or you find, you've learned to be moderate. I've learned very, but, the hard way. <laughs> there you go. But also, you distract yourself with positive reinforcement, whether it's working out or uh, what I want to talk about is the uh, sensory deprivation chambers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, a person would like me to go to this with them and try it out, but I'm scared to be in... I'm scared. It's that simple. I'm just scared to be... Able, I'm. Being alone with my thoughts is hard enough, but being a no sensory fuck.
0: Yeah. Um. So this place is a little pro- a little local com- company that a guy owns. The guy's really cool. He's definitely like a hippie. He's got some interesting ideas. I don't. I definitely don't fully embrace his ideology, but uh, he's a really cool guy. Um.
1: He's had like full on talks with this guy.
0: Oh yeah, like he's, philosophy. He's and? like always there. Um, not full on talks, but just no, like he he re- recommends like really hippie type stuff. Oh, I see. Like um, of... like therapies and all sorts of stuff. But um, he definitely he's very he's what you call a spiritual guy, I guess. Um, he, but he's also like a really down to earth like man's man, which is really interesting. It's an interesting uh, combination, like the very traditional like masculine. Uh, uh sorry, something some weird happening outside. Uh, he's a very traditional, like masculine, uh stereotypical type dude. But he's also like into this weird hippie shit. It's really interesting. Mm. But uh basically what you do is you float in a tank in a dark room, the water is around eighty degrees, and you just float there and it's, it's got a ton of Epsom salt in it. If you ever saw Stranger Things, they basically made a sensory deprivation chamber for eleven in the first okay, I'm not gonna watch
1: the show that scares the crap out of it. Really? You haven't seen it? No.
0: Oh man like I'm first season, I, don't, I don't like the season's good. second season's all right. I, I didn't care for the third season. It was just a bunch of teen angst. Ugh, I had plenty of that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you float for ninety minutes if you' if you have a membership there which I just signed up for, so I get for four floats per month, then you get 90 minute floats. Um, it, otherwise like just a, if you buy in one offs, then it's sixty minutes.
1: Yeah uh, positive outcomes for doing this? So the guy and his uh, his flyer
0: claims that it's good for like sciatica pain, like inflammation of joints, like arthritis, that kind of thing. Oh, really? It's also good for anxiety and depression and just for relaxation. Um, I check a lot of those boxes. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, um, I, I agree with those things. I'm, I started doing it again because I had this really horrible sciatica pain that won't go away. It's been bothering me for almost nine months now. No, it has been bothering me for over nine months now, uh, almost a year actually. And it doesn't seem to be getting much worse, but it doesn't really seem to be getting better either. Um, and so I, I basically tried everything and this is one of the things I've been trying. Um, I've been going for three weeks now, I think, um, it seems like it might be helping, but I don't know. Like my days go come and go. You I came had, to my house today and you
1: laid on the floor so it
0: went backwards. Yeah, and it still hurts right now, but when I distract myself it's not as bad. But yeah, yeah it, it my back's always still,
1: I told you I'd say that again too, but yeah. I just had kind to of deal with it. But I mean I, I have to sit in an office
0: chair all day. All right. And then when I go home, you know, my boyfriend wants to play video games or I wanna do stuff and I have to sit down to eat. So I basically have to sit down like, 15 hours a day. I don't have to, but standing up doesn't really help. Standing no. up hurts, too. Well, girl. No matter what I do, basically, my back starts hurting after
1: a bit. That's my problem. Like, standing up, I get pressure in the feet, and then like, it just spasms. It makes my yeah. legs spasm. Um, all right, that sounds interesting.
0: Um, but anyway, so floating, that's why I did it, but the idea is, I, the things that I've heard about it are that it can act like LSD, like, it can act like a, an acid trip, and, that's one of the reasons like I know that Joe Rogan's into it I don't know if he thinks it's like an acid trip or not but I haven't really experienced that like I've done it probably 10 times now and I've never really like hallucinated or had my my consciousness like severely altered I've definitely been very relaxed in there and I've definitely been able to do some interesting meditation or some interesting thoughts um things do come up like things that are in your subconscious do surface, especially if you're just letting your mind wander, but I don't, it's nothing crazy intense. It's never been like an acid trip, like people say. So maybe that's the thing I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. Maybe the place that I'm going to, the water's too hot or it's not dark enough in the room. I don't know, but I'm, I still like going. It's, it's basically like floating in nothing. Once the water cools off to your body temperature, especially it's so like after the first half hour or 45 minutes then you kind of forget that you're like laying and you just kind of feel like you're there it's hard to explain but
1: yeah I feel like you you gotta do this numerous times to really get comfortable with it
0: yeah um yeah I think that the reason that you don't want to do it is the reason that a lot of people are addicted to like their phones and social media and I definitely am too like I can't I can't claim innocence there but it's People don't want to, they don't want to spend time alone with their brain. Right. I definitely can relate to that because I basically spent my
1: entire childhood trying to escape from my brain. But now you're trying to go back to be alone with your brain. So do you think you're a better Yeah, it's hard, but yeah. But again, this is what I like about you. You try new things, try different things. Right. You keep researching or growing in different avenues and experiencing. But for me, I'm like, oh God, that sounds way too intense. I'm out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do in some ways. Although there are definitely things that I just have no interest in. Like there's things that I, people are always saying, you know, you should uh go outside your comfort zone, expand your horizons, you know, do the things that you don't want to do. And I'm just like, no, I, I definitely don't want to do those things. I know I don't want to do those things, and I don't. So that's like, that's like in but that's the future. that's a handful that's of things. Up. I feel like, yeah
1: think um, like I mean, they are pretty open to trying
0: like to Confrontations, think. like talking to strangers is one thing I really don't like. Dating women. I would like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No thanks. I mean, I'll definitely sleep with them, but I have no interest in a relationship with a woman. So, yeah, I mean, I just...
1: How long are you going to give it? The sensory deprivation? Yeah, how long are you going to give it? I decided three months. Three months. Yeah. So, in the three months, you're going to assess is this worth it or not? Right. And What I, outcomes do you want to have? Well, I,
0: so I went through a, an interesting journey in the past three years. Two years? Two years. Uh, we talked about my, like, my journey starting into spirituality, kind of, but I we kind of got off topic. So basically. Uh, no. I, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> so I moved here and, uh. In 2015, and while I was living at that house with that burner, um, everything kind of started slow, you know, like a, a lady moved in to the room next to me, and she was kind of hippie, but she's also like a businesswoman, so like she has her own business now, but she would do things like read horoscopes with my other roommate, and they would just like hang out, and she was like very, they are all about horoscopes and talking about that, and reading reading the cards um with those those decks where you like draw a card and it has like, some goddess on it and you talk about it i forget what they're like called those leo cards um no uh, not tarot uh, cards tarot cards or, yeah. they did that kind of stuff too um and so like that kind of like bled in i guess kind of like a little bit of osmosis happened there <laughs> exactly. That's some of that got into me but uh, and also like a few conversations with the landlord um but there was really one moment that really um actually stands out in when like a switch got flipped in my head so i was basically in a new place without anybody that i really knew i didn't really have any friends there um i had just left a relationship that i'd been in for six years and i was just completely checked out of it and so i was done i was ready for it to be over Mm -hmm. um and i didn't really have anything at that point like i didn't have a job i didn't have work yet i didn't have a job yet um I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have friends. And I was just kind of like wandering around, exploring San Diego, biking around, like living, loving living by the ocean. And then one day when I was doing laundry at the laundromat down the street, I came across this video by a guy named Leo. He has a YouTube channel called Actualize.org. He has a lot of really interesting videos. And he talks about a lot of really interesting topics. Um, and the, the first video of his I ever, list, I ever watched... I believe it was called the No Bullshit Guide to Meditation. So I mm. actually was like thinking, you know, people have been talking about meditation. I've heard about all this. Like, maybe I should look into it and figure out how to do it. So I looked up on YouTube or maybe Googled it. I think I looked it up on YouTube, you know, how to meditate. And that was the video that I chose. I was like, oh, this was interesting. Mm. And no not, prior experience with meditation? No, not really. Like, it didn't sound interesting to me at all. Yeah. Um I, I I like I said, I spent my whole life trying to get away from my brain. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to go in there, you know. Avoidance, avoidance, avoidance. So I watched that video and it was basically he's like saying, you know, I'm gonna skip all the mystical bullshit. Basically you sit there, you observe your thoughts, and whenever you see a thought, you just let it go. You don't get you don't get sucked into it and you don't go on the journey it takes you. And so that was how I first started meditating. So rather than, you know, because it, ha- it still happens to be all the time. Like my, me- my meditation technique is not great, but I don't really care because there's not really a correct technique. Um, anyone that says there is a correct technique is wrong. And that's my dogmatic belief.
1: <laughs> Do you know much about uh, transcendental meditation?
0: Yeah, I know it's bullshit because you have to pay to learn it which I am not interested in. Again, that whole I, business model. I mean, that. I
1: understand
0: that that people offer value and that things are worth paying for, but I don't think that deep spiritual truths should be money-oriented. Paid, they should charge you for that. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, I know that that's weird, and I don't know if there's really any true reasoning behind it or if it's really even valid, but to me, the idea that you have to pay for a quote-unquote master to teach you how to do transcendental meditation, I'm just not interested. I mean, I'm very curious about it because of its claims, but I feel like there's – I guess that there's plenty of meditation techniques you can learn for free that do exactly the same thing if those claims
1: were even valid at all.
0: Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, I am, I am curious, but not enough to pay $1,000 to have a master teach me or however much it is.
1: So over the course of this two-year period, yeah, so I also. What do you think your highlights are of, like? Growth. What are the top three growth points of your life? Because we're kind of aligning this. Like, I think this whole. It's funny in life how you know your personal life sometimes aligns with your professional life, and you know, or they don't. And right. I feel like I feel like your progression has been in alignment between the both of them, pretty well. No. So as an observer. So this is
0: a pattern I keep falling into, actually, is I'll start, at least since I've lived here. um, So in 2015, that was when I started, like, getting into meditation and start. I listened to a lot of Alan Watts, and I watched Mm. some of this Actualize That Guys videos. And I started, like, thinking about that stuff, and I started talking to my roommates about some stuff and Mm. just having discussions. I started, like, thinking about things a little differently than I used to um because I until that point I cons- basically considered myself an atheist yeah and um I really did until 2017
1: I guess gosh yeah and then um, what
0: are you now um so there's this philosophical concept of a god that is not anything you could ever actually adequately describe in words, but it's basically the idea that God is the entire universe and everything, and yeah. everything is all one, and that is God a good friend of mine uh so God's not a person, God's not anything you could ever possibly know, and that
1: anyone that tells you what God is is not correct a good friend of mine uh he uh he's always said this from a really young age none of, like most of my life and uh you know, he questions religion grew up in the Catholic church and that whole experience. And he just says, we are God. Yes. We yeah. are God. You are God. I am God. Um, like
0: a, the rock. A rock is God. Yeah. like. And, and I mean, if you really spend some time and think about it, it actually makes sense to me because, mm-hmm. you know, I was, um, I was meditating uh, a few months ago. I basically, so I've had a long, and interesting journey, but basically, um, and I'll go into that again a minute but i um a few months ago i was doing a meditation that this guy leo calls self-inquiry where you basically are trying to figure out what you are like what is what actually you are as a human as a consciousness and so mm. while i was sitting there in the you know i would do it in the morning and wake up before anyone else i would drink my coffee and then i would meditate for 30 minutes and just like try and figure out what i was and i what a deep question yeah and i had some i, I came i had some really deep insights doing that but um I, I've had a hard time focusing on doing it lately, so I haven't done it lately, but, but that time when I did it, uh, it suddenly hit me that I'm not an object, I'm a process. And that I'm not just a process, I am the one process that has existed since the beginning of the universe. And that if I thought, I thought what I did was I started thinking about when did I begin? And I thought to myself, well, I guess I began when I was conceived by my parents. But then I thought, but what moment was that? What about the sperm and egg that made me up? And then I started going back and following that trail back, you know, Mm -hmm. to their parents and back to humans. And And basically, you can follow that trail all the way back to whatever started the universe, the Big Bang, what have you. And so that was like a huge realization for me. Uh, And I realized, like, I was so excited. I just texted my friend. And I was like, "Dude, we're you're not an object; you're a process, and you're the process." And he was like, "Dude, I hate infinity; it scares me." And so I, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that was a really disappointing reaction to this incredible insight I just had." So, and that's like not uncommon. I mean, that's that's basically what religion, in my opinion, that's what religion is is the reaction to people telling you these deep profound and personal experiences and mm. them trying to understand something that can never adequately be put into words. Right, okay. And then they then and then it's basically the ultimate telephone game. <laughs> <laughs> and they associate things that make sense to them. They they use metaphor and symbols instead of because they don't actually understand and they can't possibly understand because no one could ever actually understand what is in your mind. It's impossible. Right. And so you can never actually convey an experience like that. And so that's, I mean, there's a lot of Eastern uh, Buddhism, you know, Zen, all those, all those Eastern traditions. um, They talk about how it's basically impossible. And if you, you know, like if you think you understand Zen, then you don't understand. Zen yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of Alan Watts, and he's he's all about Zen Buddhism and and tr- like tr- yeah, um, translating it into you know Western mm-hmm. style language. All right. So, yeah, I mean, um, I kind of forgot the, the the original topic there, but I I believe that. Oh right. So I'm I'm a process. I'm not an actual object. And
1: sort of take in, like, what does that mean? Because I think a process, like, you know, in an SOP standpoint, right? You know, in a, in just like a function.
0: Right. Well, yeah, I mean, your thinking. Which I are guess. Happening. Like, right. you can't, like, if you froze everything in your body, you would be dead. No, definitely as a machine. No, I mean, like, if, you, if, if all of the things that were happening in your body stopped, then you'd be dead, right? Because you would no longer be doing, like, your Agreed. cells would be dead, right? So then you'd say, okay, well, if that's the case, then when does one moment end? Like, when does wh- what about half a second ago? Like, what was that? Is that, is that me half a second ago? I, it's, hard, it's really hard to put this into words, but
1: Well, that's because half the a second too, of, like, the measure of time. Ooh. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot on that topic. That's a huge. That that's a huge topic. Okay, so you're a process, but a process to what means, and
0: that's the beauty of it. To whatever means you want, you can do whatever you want. And that's the thing I'm struggling so, with because I know I can do anything I want, like intellectually. Okay. But in my gut, I. Don't believe it, which is why I'm still working an office job, going in 40 hours a week, being a drone, hating my work life, basically, because I know theoretically that I can do whatever I want, but I'm too scared to start and try and do it.
1: Which is why we do the podcast.
0: Right. It's like this a way, is to, start, huge at least like... a way to express myself, to get something out of, you know, to get some of the synthesis of all these ideas I've been coming across lately.
1: And I think my whole life, my... My meditation or my passion or my just vetting has simply been talking to people and, uh, you know, understanding different experiences and right. understanding where they come from. Yeah. That helps me level out my emotional highs and lows and understanding context and situation. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why I'm glad we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, that's, that's something that I envy. I wish I could do that because I actually have... Like I try to be interested in other people but a lot of the times I'm not at all. Um like I when, when people, a little self absorbed,
1: huh? Oh, very much so. Like I'm very I'm very independent. I like no I wonder don't know why you can't date a girl. I yeah. like focus on me. Yeah, no, focus on me. No,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a cat. Exactly. Well, you're like a cat. I am a cat. I hate cats, but I'm a cat. Um and so <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so I I'm independent. I hate asking for things. I hate asking people for help. I hate relying on other people I like doing what I I like what I need to happen happening because I did it I mean I'm okay with like paying for things I don't want to do but things that I know I can do
1: I'd rather do myself and, yeah I definitely have seen that like in your life like and this but you're like what what you've what I've seen out of you like if you don't know something or need to learn something you take it on yourself directly and you're very good at that but I've also seen the backside of that too is you know, like say in the work environment. Yeah, I have so I to- need to do this because if I hand it off to someone else there'll be way too many variables of problems. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely have trouble delegating. That's why I, <laughs> my one foray A to being a manager when I was nineteen was a was a disaster. But so ever since then I have no interest in being a manager. And I still have no interest. I I don't want to be responsible for other people's work. Like I have hard enough time with my own work. I don't want to be blamed for other people's idiocy too. I have plenty of my own IDSC, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like why would I why would I want my job to be risked based on other people's performance when I know how, how much of idiots other people are, you know?
1: But I think you're a good teacher. I think you do. You have no problem like helping others. Explaining yeah, stuff to others. Except when they keep others. coming back and asking me the same questions, I like get annoyed. So, I'm not the most patient teacher. Oh, like, when we stand next nice to each other? Oh, my God. Oh, no, not you. Like, I know that. I know, but I, I just love having you there. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like
0: telling people
1: things that will make their lives easier. Yeah, you I definitely like help people's
0: lives get yeah. easier. Yeah. So, that's like an So, that's not recently. selfish. No, um, but it's selfish that when they keep asking me the same thing over and over again, I get annoyed and I don't want to help them anymore. Right. But I, I feel like that's also somewhat justified. It's like, you know, if you. Well, at least you're self like, aware. Yeah, I guess so. It's <laughs> the first step, yeah, is admitting you have a problem.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I hate I hate I don't, I don't like talking to other people. Like when strangers come up to me, I don't I don't wanna make small talk with strangers. I think part of the part of the reason is like, like, hey, I like hate small doing? talk. Right? Yeah. Like I think sitting there and talking about the most asinine topics is boring and a waste of time. Like I'd rather read or play on my phone or think about something meaningful yeah. rather than
1: have the same inane conversation over and over again, you know, so. You're not a fan of surface level, which is why we kind of bonded. We've we've covered all these topics and gone over a lot of stuff.
0: Um, So, like, a skill I need to master is starting off with something benign and then really, like, digging in and getting in before the people realize what I'm doing and get (laughs) sensitive. Because that actually is how you connect with people. But if you don't do it in the right way, it will turn people off. A lot of people will will turn them off and it will make them like climb up and get offensive. So like if you, you meet someone on the bus and you're like, Oh, nice weather. Oh yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty uh, nice. Hour. I'm going to go to the beach later. Uh, cool. Yeah. So uh, what are your ambitions in life? And they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 or, you know, like what is your deepest philosophical belief? You know, like what's your, like what what do you think the purpose of life is? What's like
1: your spirit, spirit animal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that kind of shit. <laughs>
0: I don't know how to transition. It's the same reason that I don't know how to talk to girls. Like I can do the small talk, but then like how do you start talking in a way that will get you to the inevitable direction you want to go? I don't know.
1: See, I think for it's me just people. I
0: just don't have, I don't know how to do it.
1: I think you do. I think you like no in pretty I think you're pretty good at talking with people and communicating well. I think it's one I of the things in, where you overthink it. Like, how skills? I? My skill sets, like, you've complimented me a lot of my social skills. Yeah, you. Yeah, my social skills are simply just saying hi, and I'm terrible at that. <laughs> like, I, I have no depth. There's no strategy. There's no overarching. It's just a positive energy thing. Like you're, or right. Like putting off good vibes. Right. Being, you know, like hey, I'm yeah, you know, and being I am available, being, that, yeah. being
0: available. See, for me, the thing is, it's like this fear I have. Once I start the conversation. I'm then going to have to continue that conversation. And so, like, if I say something, if someone makes a joke or if I make a joke to a stranger nearby and they laugh and we start talking, after about a couple, after a minute or two, you know, a couple of lines exchanged, I I immediately start thinking, okay, how do I end this and not have it be awkward? And that's like the fear I have.
1: So the problem is you're thinking too much into it. I'm thinking too
0: far into the future. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't like I wanna talk to this person like as you want to say hello. What's on my mind. I don't wanna spend ten minutes talking about nothing with a
1: person. Like, as someone's saying hello, you're thinking exit strategy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> and that's like my whole and so if, that's, it, like, if it's an attractive woman that I'm into, then I'm thinking
1: entrance strategy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yeah, I mean, that's my problem. I, get like, I don't people. care about your middle name. Yeah. I don't care about your coffee date you had right. with your girlfriends. Right. I, I to don't care you about, about your that. cat. That's right. Uh, but going back to like, what would Jesus do? Or religion? Or spirituality?
0: Right, yeah.
1: So, what figures in the world who can you learn from in this area? About Beyond who, me. Who can I learn? Like, Socially about. and being more engaged with others and how to be, you know, more Right. Um, I don't know. I mean I there's people Is there individuals there. you look up to, like the Dalai Lama, or is there individuals in your work um, life, your personal life you really admire? I don't know much
0: about the Dalai Lama. I have I have listened to him give some interviews. Like I really enjoyed his interview with was it Stephen Colbert or John Oliver? I thought it was very interesting. He's very, he's a very funny guy. He's very humble. He's very, um, he, he, he like, I think he made fun of Stephen Colbert. I think it was Stephen Colbert. And, uh, it was very, it was a very entertaining interview. It seems like he's a very loving person. And that's kind of like the whole embodiment of, of Eastern traditions is right. that, you know, it's all about love and that love that's the unconditional love Jesus was always talking about, but that was misconstrued by Christians and misinterpreted and misrepresented. But uh, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I think he's pretty, he'd be a pretty good uh, role model. But I really look up to Alan Watts. Unfortunately, he's dead there's, there was always this question.
1: Um, so you know, he can't come to the podcast. No. he can't. Come to the oh,
0: podcast. that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I listen to the Dalai Lama. Um, so I, mean, I, look up, sure. I look up to this guy, Leo on actualize.org. Um, I okay. think he, he's, interesting. The bald dude. yeah, I don't always agree with everything he says, but he, I I feel like he's authentic. He researches what he talks about. He has his own insights into those things. He talks about, he's done his own synthesis on these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually, some of the books I'm reading are books that he's recommended. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I think he'd be a good role model. Um, I don't know at work anyone I look up to. Not really. I think that most of the people at work are idiots.
1: <laughs> uh, and we'll be posting this on Facebook. Yeah. Where there's even people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, we love you guys. Talking about my last job, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All previous jobs never current. Uh. Yeah, I, I just think, um, you know, from a social, spiritual thing, like, it's it's like uh, the secret, right? the se- You know, positive energy you know, perpetuates positive energy. It brings back positive energy. Right. I, I have a strong opinion about that, but I haven't actually read it, so I'll abstain. But, I think yeah. go for it. I think you get
0: the gist of that. I, from, from what I've heard that book says, it's just bullshit. It's misinterpreted mystical bullshit. It's basically like this guy heard about karma and maybe did some research and then he tried to like translate it into Spin a self-help it. book.
1: Yeah. Make money off it? Yeah. But um, do you believe positive out comes positive in? Um yeah, I suppose so in a way. Do you believe in like like uh what's the what's the uh what's the term I'm looking for? Uh Self-fulfilled prophecies? Yes, for sure. You do? So, I, um... So, if you think positive or negative and you think it through, most likely it will happen to you? Oh, yeah. I've definitely experienced it myself, like, many times.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, I, mostly to my detriment, but not always. I, I'm what do you mean? You know, Why? Like, the negative self-fulfilled prophecy. Yeah, totally. I get it. Well, I'm talking about the anxiety feedback loop. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people experience it. That's what anxiety is. Totally my problem. Anxiety is a self-fulfilled negative prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um I mean Alan Watts says, put it puts it another way, he says, anxiety is laughter from another angle. Okay. And I like that quote a lot, although um I don't think it makes anxiety easier to deal with. But I think the the point is there that change the things that, like anxiety is ridiculous. Like if you really think about what anxiety is, it's what anxiety is, is it's your brain yelling into a microphone with the speaker behind it. You know, it's like, that's what anxiety is. And it's fucking ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it, it's debilitating.
1: And Do you, do you, do you, have you found a way to deal with anxiety? I'm, I still.
0: Yeah, it's actually. Yeah. um Antidepressants. I take
1: a, I take Prozac. I take. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean. That's really the most effective thing.
1: And meditation, sensory deprivation, all these different self help eating healthier. Right. So the you crazy thing about all this is like I was into all I
0: I really got into serious meditation and serious like I, when I was in twenty seventeen that was when I like went from kind of like being interested in kind of looking into this kind of stuff. I basically in twenty fifteen got into a relationship that was shitty. It lasted like a year and a half. Yeah. I basically put all that on hold. Tried to, you know, please my boyfriend, and then it just ended ended badly. And then I was really, really depressed and sad. Um, I ended up going to.
1: Was the Filipino dude?
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I ended up going to a party at my burner friend's house yeah. and doing acid. Okay. And I was just, the whole time I was there, I was just telling people, like, what I was feeling. I was very vulnerable. Um, this is all before I did the acid. I did it, like, later on. But at first, I told people, like, what was up. Not the, you know, not the whole, uh,
1: how's the weather? How's your
0: job? Bullshit. I was just straight up, like, oh, I just got out of a relationship. I'm really sad. Like, straightforward. people were very warm, and people would, like, share their experiences with me. And it was a whole other experience from what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, because you know, I was raised in a very uh, don't share your emotions. We don't want to hear it. If you're upset, I don't care. You're, if I, if you're mad, then you'll get in trouble. If you're sad, then it's your fault. We don't want to see it. That kind of shit. So like, I'm very repressive of my emotions. I don't want to share them. I don't feel like they're worth being shared. And so that's something I still struggle with for sure. And anyway, while the, you realize it,
1: talking about it, yeah, I mean, I still, like, still it's still a problem. It's still it's still a problem. But my biggest <laughs> thing is like. And, you know, you have a, just like you, you being one of them for me, and you talk through your emotions, and it helps it. It eases it, you know. You I know. know. Oh, I know that. Like, I, I definitely, that. Oh. like, I've learned the more transparent I am with who I am. Right. Just like you. I mean, obviously, you don't want to advertise everyone all the time, your craziness. But it's like, I think that helps tremendously
0: oh i agree i mean i experienced that in 2017 that was i that was the summer i guess i could call it the summer of love when i experienced like non-romantic non-sexual love more than i had experienced in a really long time
1: should but be a question I, what was the summer of love 69 yeah. 67 yep anyways um, i thought I don't, it was 69 but nope 67 so uh after
0: so after that summer <laughs> Like towards the end, mm-hmm. what I did stupidly was I got into another relationship. And a then.
1: Serial monogamous.
0: I know. I'm a serial monogamous who hates commitments. It's annoying. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> um, so while I was in that relationship, all these good habits and things started to slip. And then a year later, I was trying to go to Japan, and I found out that Prozac's illegal in Japan, and so I had to stop taking it, at least if I did. I don't know. I might have been able to get away with not doing that, but in retrospect. So what I did is I stopped taking Prozac in March of 2018, and 2018 was a fucking miserable year. Yeah? Yeah. Like, at first it wasn't too bad, but then I basically started having sleeping problems, and I would just, like, wake up, To pee at like four in the morning or three in the morning, and I would just lay there for four hours and not be able to sleep again. And then my back started hurting, my back pain got worse. Um, and so I lost all interest. Like, I knew I needed to do all these things because before I got off it, off the pills, I was like, okay, I know what I need to do. I know I'm in a good place right now. I'm eating healthy, I'm exercising, going to the gym, you know, um, I'm meditating every day, so I need to keep doing that. And then like slowly the meditation stopped and I stopped like writing in my journal, like my the, feelings and thoughts because I just didn't have the motivation anymore. Like whenever I had free time, I had this crazy sense of urgency in the back of my head. Like you need to do all these things you enjoy you need to watch as much anime as you can while you can, you need because you only have this limited free time. You need to play these video games while you can. Or then there's like this constant churning in the back of my mind. Like you have to do Something that you enjoy, and you have to do it now, and you have to do it for as long as you can until you have to go to bed just and manic. then wake up. And it was like, Yeah, and it was it's awful. And that, and so, and whenever I wasn't, whenever I was just sitting there, I had this like sense of panic, like I needed to be doing something, Dude, even if it wasn't bad. anything productive, right? Just and so, like, my meditation fell by the wayside, like, I just had no interest in that at all. Yeah. I mean, I kept trying to do it at night, but it didn't really have the impact anymore Mm -hmm. and then eventually i ended up moving in with the the boyfriend and then i totally stopped meditation and then so after i ended up not getting accepted to the job i was applying for in japan i kind of went like sour grapes and was like ah fuck japan i don't want easy to do with it so i'm done so then um I was like, well, I guess I'm going to get back
1: on pills then because life fucking sucks. It's already hard enough. And that's enough. The, job, the, the job for tutoring. Yeah, I was going to go teach English in Japan. Japan. Yeah, I helped you do the interview questions. Yeah, I basically, fun. I
0: passed, it's the JET program. It's very, very strict, very difficult to do. I passed the first two phases, the first phase, or I passed the first phase, I guess, which is um, writing an essay and then sending in this crazy complex application, including two letters of recommendation. Oh, so like I got that. accepted to that and then I failed the interview. Um, okay. And I drove up to LA for it, and it was the whole day. And I was like, I slept shitty the night before the interview, and I knew I was gonna blow it. And exactly. I yep. like, talked like crazy, like super fast. I didn't give myself any time to think. I was super nervous, and so self fulfilling prophecy. That's you no, know, I'm I, terrible I'm, at I'm interviews. Too. The only time I ever do well in interviews for jobs is when I actually give zero shits, and I'm like super relaxed. Then you do it better. Yeah. Then they. Because there's no, because there's no consequences if I fail. Correct.
1: There's no um. There's no jeopardy. You're back either. to square one, which is right. not a bad square to be in Right, exactly. situation. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so that, um, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that I did all that. I feel like I tried and I really was into it and I really wanted to go and I kind of still do, but maybe after I pay off my student debt. But anyway, I, um, I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And then I realized, um, like I kept still trying to learn Japanese this whole time. I was like studying Japanese every day. So I yeah. took a lot of my time and I didn't feel like I was making any progress I was mostly just learning kanji, and that's it. And that's only one of, like, five things you actually need to do to learn Japanese, to communicate <laughs> Japanese. And so I felt like I was, like I tricked myself into thinking that I was studying every day, but I was really just doing, like, one tiny little thing every day. And telling yourself, this is, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so, I mean, I kept trying to learn Japanese after, even after I failed the interview. And I ended up doing this tutoring thing online called italki. But then I ended up stressing myself out because of that. So, like, I was, I would hate, I started to hate them, the lessons. They were hour long or half hour long lessons. I started to hate them. I was, like, super stressed out because so I would basically wouldn't do anything until the next session. So mm-hmm. I would, like, forget everything for the previous session. <laughs> so <laughs> so, it was just like so I was just like, oh my God, I'm stressing myself out. So I stopped doing that. And then I, like, I need to get back on to antidepressants. It's like, life's hard enough. Why am I making it harder on myself? Gotcha. Like, the reason I got off and was to go to Japan, I'm not going to Japan anymore. And so. Like, all my spirituality, all my interest and all that stuff um, was gone, basically, that whole time. It's, it slowly faded. So it it's completely completely gone. Well, yeah. So part of the reason I actually wanted to get off antidepressants is I wanted to do ayahuasca.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. And ayahuasca,
0: you do not want to be on an SSRI while you take it because you can get serotonin syndrome and die. Or just have a very unpleasant experience. Damn. Um, okay. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to get off it. But then after I got off it, I kind of stopped hanging out with the friends that did the ayahuasca and that would have been able to do that. And I stopped hanging out with people. I started spending all my time with my boyfriend. So it's like
1: I keep going through these cycles. You're like a pull So like you get yeah. into something, you're right. all about it, then you're off it. Right, but I mean, I, I don't blame
0: my boyfriend for not, yeah. for losing the interest. I blame myself for getting into a relationship when I wasn't ready and I knew I wasn't ready.
1: Relationship or topic, you're obsessed with it for a time period. Right, yeah. And Well, I feel like when I'm in a relationship, I need to devote... Like, Which nice is why this podcast is great for us, because that's always been my whole experience in life. Yeah. I dive into all these things I like so much. Like right. My education background is like, I took everything. I loved well, it all. Yeah. And this is why... I love all these topics, right. from accounting to technology right. to philosophy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah totally. I, yeah. But I had to learn over the years.
0: One of the things I learned to temper myself on is when I have an idea for something that I feel really passionate about, I can't just go bananas on it for two or three days and spend all my time on it for two or three days or a week or two weeks and then give up on it. Right out. Yeah. So like I realized the years ago, I guess when I finally started have you about- college. Yeah, many times. Um, I, I basically realized, like, I have to focus on just a couple big things. And so, like, for eight years, it was college, you know, Bath- um associate's degree, bachelor's degree, master's degree. So it was, yeah. like, seven years, seven and a half years. Yeah. So that was, like, focus on that, and then I also had my relationship. Um. So those were, like, the two big things I could focus on. And then I graduated, I ended the relationship, and I moved to San Diego with a fresh slate. Yeah. And I had all of this and I felt like the whole world was opening. I could do it everywhere. The oyster is yours. Yeah. yeah. And then I ended up getting an, a job at a shitty company that where I sit in an office all day and just do the same shit over and over again. I basically got a shitty office job. You know, the, the stereotypical.
1: But again, like, I think you're good at. Soul crushing work. Yeah.
0: But it's soul crushing and I have absolutely no passion for it. And so, like that. But that sucks up a ton of my energy. And so now when I get off work, I just don't like do anything. But that was another tangent. So back on, um, so I ended up not even coming close to doing ayahuasca or anything the whole time I was off. Of Which is like a spiritual so, experience, I mean. right? Like I, I was hoping for some really deep and spiritual experiences, and so that just was a whole waste. <laughs> I Kind of like felt like it was a huge waste to go off of antidepressants and have a miserable year, like the year after I had a really amazing year. Um, although,
1: yeah, I would think when you're off you'd be more inclined to spiritual stuff. Yeah, but nope, not for me. That's funny. I would think it'd be, yeah.
0: I mean, the main reason I got back on it wasn't necessarily that I felt depressed. It was that I felt anxious and unmotivated. And so when I'm on, and this is something that I'm torn about, because a lot of people who think they know about spirituality and think they know about, like, uh, depression, you think they know about... Anxiety. About all, yeah, anxiety, talk about how horrible, um, like, antidepressants are. And yeah, I, I can see that they, they probably are over um, prescribed. And I think that they probably definitely, or probably shouldn't be given to children. I, I definitely think they shouldn't be given to children. No. Um, same reason you shouldn't smoke weed as a child or do cocaine as a child.
1: I mean, these are very potent drugs. that have a very strong effect. More well, like the whole thing, right? Your brain is not formed right. until age twenty four. Right. So, like, it's very susceptible. Right. Before that, and the chemical imbalance is crazy already. Right. Um, and so all these people talk about. My mentality about it. is though is I feel like I grew up in a, where less pills the better. Right. So the less, which is like a very common.
0: Other than the people who are into the spirituality and you say you don't need pills, man, you need love and weed, oh, like man. that kind of like. Other than that, there's also the traditional like. I don't want to be dependent on pills. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a pill popper. You know, taking, um, there's a video game about it about like all of Britain. Yeah, and,
1: like, but, like these crazy drink. families that are like, like Puritans girls. or right. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like... That's, uh, that's crazy. Like, I think it's, like, ungenerous. Oh, like, she grew up in a household like that. But, like, yeah, she got sick. Jehovah's she, Witnesses. Yeah, like, they don't, just nothing. Like, yeah, oh, like, God. no blood
0: transfusions.
1: God's gonna work it out. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No. Nah. You know, literally just... I mean,
0: things. I... Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, whatever. My, I, I don't really have that view on it, and for a long time, I didn't, didn't even have doubts about it. Like, for 10 years, although looking back, uh, it was obvious that I was definitely doing some things wrong but uh, like my mom was really hard to live with when I was a kid really she would be very moody and she would snap and
1: but isn't it also thing
0: feel angry and like hate everyone all the time really and at some point she got on Prozac and it was like a game changer like she was happy really? she was not angry all the time she wasn't moody all the time I heard her describe it once and she said it was like she felt like she was a different person Damn. And that's
1: how I feel. I mean, not, I don't feel like necessarily I'm a
0: different person now. I definitely did when I first got on them when I was, like, 23.
1: Well, a little side note. I feel like uh, I've always heard, like, the Mormon religion, there's a lot of pressures, social yeah, pressures, oh, yeah, a lot of sure. it's, and, um yeah. like, half the women are all on Prozac. Right. Or like, in Utah Valley where BYU
0: is, are all on heroin. Is that right? Yeah. It's really bad. Like. Or meth. That's crazy. But yeah, like yeah, I mean, but it's not just you know more women. It's a lot of well, our society like, as a whole. So people, people are starting to realize which again, that's really
1: spiritual. This is why spirituality or religion helps center people, right? Focus people, right. you know, and drink, you know, which is why again needed, but
0: right. I mean, it's a very complex topic, and you're right, but also, it's oversimplification to say that you know. Antidepressants are horrible, and you shouldn't take them. Like that's. Oh that's no, I, I don't. think that's what you're saying, but that's no, what
1: other people are saying. And no, I, I, I think I, they I have their place. Not. I think they have their place, but I can also argue uh, that I think in the spiritual world, like uh, Mormons will say, oh right, the expectations so high. Oh, we yeah. have these, you know, whether it's work. It's a very shame-based culture. Um, it's a very um, and that's that. Very much, you don't
0: want to stick out. You don't want to misbehave because people will know. Right. Like, they actually artificially create small communities. You're in a ward of 100 yeah. to 200 people that all know each other, that all live nearby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, in some ways, that's, like, you know, the, the small town America, which is everyone's heard all the stories about how you can't do anything in a small town without
1: everyone knowing about it. Correct. Right. Um, no, I but I do think overall, I, I think it's needed. Uh, but I do think pharmaceutical in America are crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's so, definitely, I mean, I
0: definitely it's over-prescribed. No, I definitely I've think never I been prescribed with it.
1: talked about. Yeah. I mean, I I've never been. As much as sp- it should be. Should it be talked about or should it be, like, because it's one of our generation, our generation, right? So we're going in the 80s. This is when all these learning disabilities, all these well, things. are
0: sure antidepressants?
1: No, I'm saying, all, I'm saying, we're of the generation ah. where all these things came to the head, came to the forefront. Are they or is it the generation
0: where people started labeling them?
1: labeling them or identifying them, I studying them, researching them because and then pharmaceuticals follow super very heavily. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, there's there's a
0: whole huge uh, well we can dive into here, but I'm t- just talking about like ADHD or ADD. Like I don't even know what that is. I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, right? Um, I don't know about giving kids speed to help them behave better, like it's like we're prescribing pills for a problem that we caused by forcing <laughs> children to sit in a room and be quiet for eight hours a day.
1: That's what i mean, like i like, it makes
0: if you think about it, it's fucking ridiculous, and this is we're basically giving kids methamphetamine for. We're basically giving kids meth to sit them down and shut them up.
1: Well, this is why at the end of the day, it's like, what you know, is the what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like we can't even identify oh, the, yeah. root of the problem anymore. I mean, it's like crazy. This, this is the root of the problem. We don't even know anymore of most things because right. it's so masked. It's so masked, and it just becomes a cycle of dependency. And I believe anything, whether it's drinking, whether it's you, it's an association game. For me to be happy, I need this. So, right. is it a placebo effect, or is it chemically really changing? Right. The question is, does it matter? Because... It works for you. Well, I mean, well I mean, it, it does works, matter if it's actually you, but
0: changing. But no, you're right. Like, I've actually wondered about that. Like, is the, is the Prozac um, a placebo effect? I mean, I don't think so. Maybe it is. But I know that the placebo effect is very strong and very real. Um, a lot of scientists think that's why things like Eastern medicine work because of the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. I am not completely sure about that. I feel like there might be some merit to some Eastern medicines, mm-hmm. not all of them, um, but some. I think, but I do. I also think that the placebo effect might be a factor for some of the crazier sounding ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I mean the 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 thing about this whole. All of society is depressed, you know, all kids are hyperactive. We're getting more and more autism, all of more of everything. I kind of suspect that we're not actually getting more of anything. We're just, we have a higher population that's more densely packed together. We have unfulfilled people, and we have labels for all these things we never had labels for before. Right. Not to mention the fact that the, the children the way we raise children is very different now, even in the last 10
1: years. But no, I think it's huge. Years, Going back to years, spirituality sure. and religion and okay. structure, you know, most There's people are growing of up in so many factors. So many, yeah. So many factors. But right. when, when it relates to spirituality and individualism and, uh, everything yeah, we've uh, talked about, like right. people,
0: there is like a consensus among very disparate voices with very differing political and religious views Almost all of them say the same thing, that they think that all of these ails of society are caused by like spiritual emptiness. And
1: I totally I agree. I think with so. That.
0: I definitely think it's a big factor. I don't think I don't necessarily think it's all of it, but it's I think it's a huge part of it. It's a piece of the pie. I mean it might be the entire piece of the pie. I don't know, but it might be the entire pie. I don't know. But I definitely think it's a factor. And the fact that all these different viewpoints are coming to the same conclusion from different avenues, it's very interesting.
1: So how do you keep yourself inspired and keep searching and self-betterment with such opposition, like internally you? Uh, and, and the society speaking, that's obviously you're in a good position, you know, uh, professionally and, and in your life, but like how do you keep on going and how do you translate that to the audience? What, what, what would you say or advise them to do to stay inspired?
0: Um, I mean, I have tricks. I, I like to call them life hacks for myself because... I have a lot I, of sex. I like that.
1: Yeah, a lot of times that <laughs> yeah, I drink off like <laughs> three times a day. I definitely don't get yeah, that testosterone up. It's uh, Yeah, testosterone yeah. is a big deal. Shoot your dick, you know. Yeah. You know um, <laughs> uh,
0: I, one of the things that I do is like when I, when I moved here, I made myself exercise by deciding to bike to work and I lived, you know, sixteen miles away. Oh yeah. And so my commute was sixteen miles to bike biking one way and 16 miles biking after work. Yeah. And boy howdy that definitely is a great way to start your day. If you wanna if you wanna start your day off awake and feeling good, but bike sixteen
1: miles before you go into the office. Like, so seriously. So I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Half when I remember those days and I was so inspired by you I'm like this motherfucker's crazy. Like who does this? I mean I miss it. It, it was the only thing that's bad about it is how much time it took up. But I, I agree, said, but
0: I would go to bed exhausted and I would fall asleep and sleep the whole night.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, and it was when great. it comes to spirituality, sense of purpose, and motivation in life, endorphins matter. Yes, working I mean, out
0: matters, yes, like taking care of yourself. so, this, this guy actualize.org, um, one of the things that he says is your body is your temple. You have to, yeah, you have to take care of your body. In order to take care of your spirituality, like if you if you're, um, if you're like unhealthy and you sit around, and don't, I'm not targeting this at you directly. <laughs> um, I've been sitting around you, a lot lately. Sit, yeah, if you sit around all the time and don't do shit, and you eat unhealthy food, yeah. and you drink all the time and you do drugs all the time and you sit around and smoke weed all the time, That's- and you don't do anything, like it's gonna be really fucking hard to do some self-examination to do some spiritual growth because sure. your mind's going to be foggy and cloudy. You're just going to want, you are not want to have any energy. You're not going to have any motivation. Like one of the things that I've learned is that
1: no mental clarity
0: motivation is like, it's like, you know, those lawnmowers that, um, you have to like pull the ripcord to start it. You, yes. you pull the cord and yeah. it starts a lawnmower. Yeah. Like motivation is like that. Huh? Like you have to pull that cord and then it's so much easier after you pull the cord. But pulling the cord is the hard
1: part. Well, like, it's a routine, right? It's Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Well, yeah the other going, thing is you, you kind of you get... like,
0: trick yourself into it.
1: Yeah. You got to get going.
0: Like, what for you... example, I wouldn't normally think, oh, I can ride 30 miles a day. But yeah. when I bike to work, guess what? I'm stuck biking 16 miles back home. So that was immediately I doubled my exercise without having to do anything.
1: Wait, like, what's so your like, own part? Yeah, exactly. And you, that's how you do it. You force, you force you your heart. You don't buy
0: – when you're at the grocery store, you eat before you go, yeah, which I, I still have problems with that. But you eat before you go to the grocery <laughs> store. You don't buy potato chips because if you buy potato chips, you will eat potato chips. Correct. If you don't buy potato chips, you will not eat potato chips. Correct. It's physically impossible. That's right. <laughs> so what you do is you – when you're not hungry, you buy the food you want to eat that you know you should eat. Yeah. You put it in your house. When you're really hungry and you really want a snack, a carrot starts to sound real good.
1: Yeah. That's what I've been doing, actually. It's yeah. very much on point
0: When I'm hungry and my blood sugar is low, an apple sounds real nice
1: or a banana or yeah. a handful of
0: almonds. Right. If that's, I mean, that's how I eat healthy is I don't buy junk food. It's very hard with my current relationship because my boyfriend He's, likes junk
1: food. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. And again, living together and it's there and it's just so much there. Uh, what I've been integrating back into my life is uh apple cider vinegar. Oh yeah, that's a good one. You do that? It's supposed to
0: have a lot of benefits. Um, no, I I hate
1: the taste of vinegar, but that's oh, okay. good benefits. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to do that. They say if you do it before, you know, I do it in the morning and that, That's been a thing for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, so that's the eating, and again, we're talking about spirituality. We I guess we should wrap this up soon. Um, so as far as spirituality goes, like it's habit. That's definitely more of a habit, but also. Like, I notice when I, now, when I don't meditate, when I feel, like, a, a day when I go into the office and I don't have a chance to go sit by the river and meditate for 20 minutes before, like, I notice
1: that day's shittier. You hate everyone in the office? Oh, yeah. I you, mean, I, you office do, I it? slightly
0: less after I meditate.
1: <laughs> My man. Uh, good, good talk. Yeah. This is a good one. A good second round. Yeah. Uh, two podcasts in now, and, uh, I think, uh. We'll get this edited. I hope uh, what I've seen in the audio. I don't think we have any uh, mix-ups or misses. So yeah, hopefully, work this time. We'll hopefully get that done. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we will start getting better at this and more organized, and cover a lot more depth. Yes, rather than tons of topics, we'll go into more depth about
0: less topics. That's right. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace out.